commitment, a sense of solidarity. At the very least, it implied living together. We rode the rest of the way in silence. I shifted away from Price, watching the sun melt below the horizon. I'd never known the sun could take up so much space. Out here, without buildings or woods or hills to block the view, the sun wasn't merely a sphere. It seemed to spread like shimmering gold liquid, a fat brushstroke of paint on the skyline. It was as dazzling as it was alien. After dark, Price turned onto a rural road. Plumes of dust clouded the windows. I jostled in my seat as the tires bounced over potholes. Towering, gnarled cottonwood trees framed the road, and I briefly wondered what it would feel like to climb their thick, sloping branches all the way to the top. As a little girl, I had dreamed of having my own treehouse with a tire swing. But I was too old to wish for those things now. I could just make out the silhouette of a two-story house. It had the biggest lawn I'd ever seen, with more cottonwood trees soaring over the roofline. The lawn gave way to open fields, and past those I could see nothing but a sapphire sky powdered with stars. It was almost overwhelming, the sheer vastness of it all. I felt completely alone. I had traveled to the edge of the world. There was nothing beyond this place. A few steps farther and I might drop over the end of the earth. Unnerved by the thought, I cracked my window again for fresh air, but the breeze was sticky and humid. Night insects droned in a soft, monotonous rhythm. It was an eerie, empty quiet, unlike anything I had ever heard. Suddenly, I longed for the familiar sounds of home. I would never get used to this place. Price slowed at the mailbox, checking the number against the document in his hand. Having confirmed we had the right house, he pulled into the driveway of a stately white clabbered farmhouse. The house had a porch on both the main and second levels, two white railings running the entire width of the facade. A large American flag hung down from the second level and rippled gently in the breeze. Several smaller flags staked into the lawn created a pathway from the porch steps to the driveway running alongside the house. Bunches of colorful flowers bloomed from whiskey barrels at the top of the drive. We made it, Price said, turning off the engine. He popped the trunk where my suitcase waited. I knew I had to get out of the car, but my legs wouldn't move. I stared up at the house, unable to picture myself inside it. I thought of my real home. Last year as a birthday gift, or, more accurately, to apologize for failing to register me for driver's ed because she was too busy getting high, and the timing had just happened to work out nicely, my mom had hired a decorator to refinish my bedroom. I got to pick everything. White painted bookshelves, a vintage chandelier, Tiffany blue walls, and a Victorian mahogany desk we'd bought on our last trip to New York. My diary was still locked inside the top drawer. My life was back there. Everything was back there. As we climbed out of the car, a woman rose from the porch swing and descended the steps, the heels of her red cowboy boots coming down hard on the weathered wood. You found the place, she called out. She wore jeans tucked into the boots and a denim shirt with a few buttons open at the top. Her platinum white hair hit just above the shoulders, and she studied us with snapping blue eyes.
Just enjoying a glass of lemonade and listening to the cicadas. Can I offer you a drink? Now that's an offer I can't refuse, Price said. Stella? I glanced between them. They watched me with careful, braced smiles. Feeling my head begin to spin, I blinked a few times, trying to right the world. The woman's red boots began to swirl like a kaleidoscope, and I knew I'd lost the fight. Suddenly, I was back in Philadelphia, a man bleeding out on the floor of our library, human tissue splattered on the wall behind him. I felt the weight of my mom's head cradled in my lap, strange hysterical sobs breaking from my throat. I heard police sirens wailing up the street and my own pulse roaring in my ears. Perhaps you'd like me to show you to your room, Stella, the woman said, jerking me out of the flashback. I felt myself sweating.